All right, we're back to another edition of the Sean Howard Podcast. We got two pods coming this week. Very excited. This one right here. Got the OG here. One of my best friends. I was in this man's wedding about a month ago. One of my first friends out in Virginia. I won't give out his last name, but Chris, what's going on, bro? How are we doing? What's going on? What's going on? You know, Chris. I'm doing all right. You know, Chris, I'm very happy to have you here. It's a it's it's Wednesday, but Wednesday about seven thirty. Uh, we are recording this. Uh, this should be out probably Friday morning. So if something were to happen in the NBA, like tonight, we won't know until you know when you're listening. Just just think about the time placement. Um, Chris and I have been friends for about oh man, seven seven years. Seven years. We both bonded off the the Lakers. Especially around um, 2014 when they were, we were terrible, oh, man, the, the lottery team. We had no hopes. We had no dreams. Those were not good days. Those, those were not good days. Um, so with the with the NBA right now, and us both being Laker fans, and the fact that we could be in the playing game, I say we because I'm a fan, and even though I don't play with the Lakers, I I'm a fan. I'm gonna say we. We are in a race right now for the playing game with Dallas and Portland. Um, for me, looking at the schedule, and keep in mind, this is Wednesday. Look at the schedule. Portland has the toughest schedule out of the Lakers and Dallas. Um, but the Lakers don't have the tiebreaker on either Dallas or Portland. So essentially, the Lakers have to run the table. And I believe the next two or three I know tonight they have Houston, and we don't know what's going to happen. But this is no LeBron AD. Um, they have Houston tonight, and they have Indiana coming up. I want to say they end with Indiana. Um, last night was a big one for the Lakers. The Lakers somehow found a way to beat beat the uh, the Knicks um, in a very low scoring '90s basketball type of game, but at the same time. The Lakers still have like the second, or maybe the best defense. I'm sorry, the best defense in the league, and the Knicks are the second best defense. Um, what a win! A gutsy win for the Lakers. A win that I did not think that they were going to get. If you would have asked me um, last week, I wouldn't have would have thought they would win this game because I recorded the podcast saying that they could go three and seven to end the season and possibly be the eight seed. So, so <laughs> they have surpassed my expectations. Uh, when they played Portland, I was actually very pleased with how they played Portland, even though they lost. But I don't think Portland's that good to begin with. I never thought they were that good. Um, so, yeah, Chris, what are your thoughts about this whole playing game? And do you even like the idea of a playing game this year with the COVID situation? So, um, given the, the shortened schedule, um, of the of the season, I think I certainly understand. You know some of the the grumblings that have been heard around the league. Um, I think there, there's more to be said about um, the the length of games of the season rather than the plan. Mm-hmm. The plan essentially adds. You know, at the same time, the plan essentially adds an extra game or two. Yeah. Um, to teams which doesn't help. And then from there, you have to jump in straight into the first round series. Yeah. So, um, 
but that said, the plan is doing exactly what the NBA intended. And it's, it's very exciting. I think there's probably more interest um, in, in the last like three or four weeks of the season than there there has been in maybe ever like probably probably since like the past like 10 years yeah i can't think of a situation because i'm I'm with you about the playing game like i i love the idea of the playing game it's just the wrong year but the nba's gotta make up the revenue and i i totally i is where it is adam adam silver is not my favorite but he he has to make up some stuff with covid I, i get that at the same time like like you said you have a situation where guys are going to end up playing more games and it's just it's tricky it's tricky yeah and but like you said the excitement there's a possibility that you could get a warriors laker playing game for the seventh season right and i think the more and more it's it's looking like a 50 percent chance it's happening yeah or you're getting going to state portland so <laughs> like so it's a win-win because for for us and we're big basketball fans, we're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch regardless, but like we're gonna watch. Like we're gonna stay up and actually watch a West Coast game. And I've not done that in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and for you know, for fans, I think there is yeah a lot of interest. There's a whole bunch of mini races going on right now the race for the sixth seed, you know, yeah. to not play in the, 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 not into the play in the, the, not playing the game, the race for the eight seed to only get the one, mm-hmm. you know, potentially the one game and you're in. And then the race for the 10 seed, you know, to even Shoot. just have a chance of the playing game. So there's yeah. these many tiers uh, where all these teams are now competing, except for maybe, you know, four or five really bad tanking teams. Yeah, and I think and I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I feel like right right now looking at oh Portland plays. I'm sorry, Portland plays Utah tonight. Portland has a tough. Portland's got a games. tough. Yeah, Portland has to play Utah. Dallas has New Orleans tonight, and the Lakers playing a home game back to back against Houston without AD or LeBron. So they're they're probably gonna win tonight. Houston's not good. Portland. If I go to their schedule real quick, I should pull this up. If I go to their schedule, they have to end this season. Obviously, Utah tonight, like I said. Uh, I want to say they have Phoenix. Utah. Yeah, at Utah. At Phoenix. And, and then at home versus the Nuggets. So they can lose legit all three of those games. Right. Because Utah and Phoenix are playing for the one seed. <laughs> right, right. So they have a yeah, they have an incentive too because you know, you don't want the two seed in a potential first round matchup with the Lakers. With the Lakers. Um shit. I I would say yeah, don't make it. You gotta play with the heat. It's very I I have not been this interested in the end of the season. Obviously, as a Laker fan, you know, I have vested interest in seeing how that plays out, but like just as an NBA fan it's it's fascinating to see kind of end of season jockeying yeah and how the last week of the season is going to be just it could shake up the entire playoff picture and it could shake really shake up the finals 
it, it, yeah, I mean, and, works out. and and I guess my next question to you is like, does seeding really matter this year? Well, uh, for Lakers fans, it playing aside, um, I don't know. I mean, it's been a weird year for them, obviously with injuries, with COVID protocols. It's been a weird year for everyone, mm-hmm. um, for every team. And so, you know, there, there've been teams who've been really ravaged by injuries, uh, or COVID protocols like the wizards who are on fire now and are potentially dangerous, you know, in the East, uh, but like, and, and they would just be happy to kind of make it through the eighth seed. Um, but yeah, with the lack of fans, you know, seating has mattered less this year than, um, uh, perhaps any other year minus yeah. last year's bubble. Yeah. That was of course its own thing. So yeah, I, I would say, I mean, apart from what teams, the jockeying of the teams that you play, because, you know, it's interesting that LeBron is resting again tonight. It's, and he's complaining publicly about the plan, but do you really want a first round series against the Clippers? I don't know. That's the thing. You know? So that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's very interesting. So seating certainly has, has been mattering with the plan and with the teams um, that, you know, you're going to play. But with the fans, with the COVID protocols, et cetera, uh, or the lack of fans, I should say, it, it doesn't, it's matter, it matters a lot less than it did. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've in that belief right now, like, Phoenix and, and Utah do not want to play the Lakers in round one. <laughs> that's a that's just that's not a good matchup for them. Um, I think I, I don't get me wrong. How I'm gonna phrase this, and I'm not trying to insult those two fan bases and teams because I think they're great teams. I think Utah is great. I think Phoenix is great. I think Phoenix had a hell of a year. Chris Paul's not MVP. I mean, but him and D Book, and I, I predicted that in the beginning of the season. I was like, oh, that's a really good team. Like that's that's a team you don't want to mess with because. They were good last year oh. in the bubble. I mean, they were <laughs> they they finished the season like I want to say like I think like nine or ten, eleven straight wins. And last year they didn't make the playoffs because the West was crazy and they had a horrible regular season in the in the actual regular season. But when like I'll put it for two reasons, the Lakers when they're healthy they're one of the best three or four teams in the league, without a doubt. I think when. AD after looking at the looking at how AD has played the last about a week, he's 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 getting back into form. I'm a little worried about LeBron's ankle because a high ankle sprain is nothing to play with. Like that's that's tricky. And I do think that I mean Caruso got hurt last night. Like they're just they're just running on batteries. They're running, like they're really on the last battery pack. It's unfortunate. But I do think if they can get a little bit healthier and they get shooter back from the COVID protocol. They got as good a shot at anybody. Like they can, they can win a first round matchup. I think the NBA wants to avoid the Clippers Lakers first round. I think they're they're praying that the Lakers can somehow get to the five, which won't happen. But they're really trying to avoid that first round because that's a money rating gener- that's a money rating generator. And you lose one of the LA teams like that. It's oh my goodness, it's crazy. But I I, I do think that like. I don't think Utah would beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. I do think they – I see, like, I think Utah would beat Golden State, 
in like six. But I think Steph Curry would put on one of the greatest performances we've ever seen. And I think that's just something that, like the way they're playing right now, I think they're like, I want to say they're like 11 and four in the last 15, something like that. I don't know that this is not a podcast where we have exact numbers. I'm playing it off my head. So do not come at me analytics squad. I'm literally just guessing. But the way they played, I mean, Wiggins last night, like 35 points. And like Steph didn't play well. And Jordan Poole and uh, Juan Tosado Anderson are hitting big shots on the stretch. I'm like, man. And they beat Phoenix. So it's like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know the regular season is different in the playoffs. I and mean, Chris Paul is different in the, in the playoffs, even though he hasn't gotten the finals. Like, and I make fun of Chris Paul a lot. But Chris Paul is a, obviously a first ball Hall of Famer. So it's different. At the same time, I'm like, man, Steph has been there before. He's done this shit before. Like, he's 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 come and, and done this stuff. I just, I don't think you don't want to play the Warriors and you don't want to play the Warriors, you don't want to play the Lakers. If you can play a team like Portland, because I don't think Portland's that good. I love Dan. But if you can play a team like Portland, I think Phoenix would be very much happy with Portland being in the, in the seven. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because they play each other uh, this weekend. So yeah, that you know there, there's certainly a, an interesting kind of jockeying of the standings there to try to avoid either avoid the plan or avoid um, playing the Lakers. Yeah, post plan. Yeah, the 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 poor Suns <laughs> might have a they might have a. Uh, a playoff battle um, with the Lakers in the first round and then the Clippers in the second round and Jazz in the conference finals just to make it to the finals. Yeah. Which would be just brutal uh, for the season that they've had. Yeah. That I mean, there's, there's just no way. I mean, they, I would venture to guess that Vegas would probably put them as the underdogs in the first round which is, you know... Yeah, I think so. Wild. I think so. And they're, and they're a really good team. Like, I think right. that if if they played... Um, if they played the Lakers, I'm I'm picking the Lakers. Not because I'm a fan, but just like, man, I just... It, it's hard stopping that man, number 23, when you've seen what he's done in his career. It's, it's like, why bet against it? And I've been foolish plenty of times to bet against Braun not like to win the championship or anything, but like to like win a, win a conference, like, like this could be a 2018 Cleveland if he's healthy. Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, and if you're Utah and it looks like they're about to wrap up the number one seed, if they can take care of business tonight. Um, but I mean, you don't, want to face a, a Warriors team well you don't definitely don't want to face a Lakers team in the first round but um the Warriors aren't exactly a, a pushover team and that's what I'm saying so you you know you're rooting for the 9-10 to, to try to somehow come out with a victory you know a Grizzlies team for example but but even then you don't want to play the I don't think you want to play jaw in the playoffs I'd rather play John. I mean, I'd rather play John than Steph. Yeah. I probably, but even then, like, I'm just like, I'm looking at it like, man, I don't know if you really want to play those guys. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I think the teams you want to play are like San Antonio, 
right. in Portland. Like you don't, everybody else, it's like, and we, I forgot, we, we have to show some love to, um, to, to Denver. I, yeah. I, I feel bad, you know, Jamal Murray is one of my favorite players to watch with him not being out there. It's really crushing, but they got dudes. They had, a, um, obviously Joker is going to win MVP. He yeah. should. But they had, oh uh, my gosh, he played at Marquette last year. Marcus Howard. He he came on the floor and played. I was like, wait, I was like, hold on. I didn't know they even know they even had him. Like I I was confused. Like, oh, okay. All right. Like, okay, that's cool. And Michael Porter Jr., or as we call him, MAGA Porter Jr., no vaccine Porter Jr. He he's he's a baller. He, you know, shot to Michael one time. Shot shot to Michael Porter one time. One time. One time. One time. No, we'll give him his flowers, even though he yeah. But he he's he's hooping. He has like, stepped up. He, he stepped up his game. He stepped up his game. Um, let's move on to the East real quick. Uh, obviously, with the Lakers and Knicks game last night, which is probably one of the better games this season. This season's been not great NBA-wise. It's been good, but it's not. The last month, really, the Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook explosions have been the highlight of the NBA season, in my personal opinion. Um, the Knicks fell the sixth. Uh, in the standings, they were fourth, I think, last week. I mean, they the East is crazy because um, every week in the East, it changes. Every day, it changes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Miami was a ninth seed three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the four through the, through the seven right now. And then the one through the three, there's there's like there's three tiers, right? You have the, yeah. the one through three kind of matchups, the three favorites, really. Yeah. The four through the seven, uh, Boston's kind of fell off a little bit recently, but and then yeah, the, shot the Jalen Brown eight through eight through eleven has been really interesting over the past you know couple months. You know what's crazy about all this is that um. I don't know if the Celtics are gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> They're in the play-in, um, and when you have Jason, you know Tatum, I, I think they should be the favorites, you know, against Charlotte. If if the thing if the standings hold now, it's Boston and Charlotte playing in the play-in. Yeah, but and then I, yeah, the, the loser plays. The winner of Indiana, Washington. So are we making money on the Wizards being the eighth seed? Um, If I had to make a prediction, I would say the Wizards are going to be the eighth seed. Yes. That's the momentum that they have. Um, As long as, uh, and I'll caveat that by saying as long as Bradley Beal is healthy. Um, Because I don't know if they they can beat. That's a good point. Or Charlotte. I think they'll beat Indiana. Oh, they'll wipe the floor with Indiana. Indiana's got a coaching issue, and they they've given up on their <laughs> they've given up on their team. <laughs> they've given up. I'm just like looking at the East, and I see, obviously, Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. The Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brooklyn series is going to be uh, it's going to be a slugfest. I I I really. Like, I think Brooklyn, I thought Brooklyn was going to the East before James Harden. So, with James Harden, they had the most talent and they should win the East. That being said, they have, those guys have not played together really much. And 
obviously, I think James Harden's playing tonight against, against the Spurs. Um, and then KD's actually complaining on back to back. They're just trying to get some rhythm before the playoffs. But I have I have talent over 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 does everything. You know, talent is the big key to everything. So with talent, you're gonna win. But Milwaukee, no one's talked about them. And I I, I like Milwaukee. I, I like I like I like Milwaukee. I, I like what they I like what Bud is doing this year. I don't I'm a very big critic on on Bud. I don't think he's a great coach. I, mean, I think he's a good. Uh, let me say back. Let me say back. Hold on, let me say back. So people don't people don't come at me. I think he's a really good coach, but I don't think he's an elite coach as like the the upper echelon of people in in the basketball lexicon, like who know more than I do. They think he is, which they know more than I do. So I'm not gonna sit and and criticize that. But just like watching the Bucks the last couple of years, they've underachieved, especially last year. Like I thought, Giannis. As great as he is, I'm like, man, I don't know. But this year, they played really well under the radar, and it's probably good for them to play under the radar. Um, let, you know, Philly and, and Brooklyn take all that shine, especially Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So if I'm if I'm, the, if I'm Milwaukee and uh, the addition of Drew Holiday, uh, P.J. Tucker was a great addition at the deadline. Yeah. And that's a team. I don't team that I think can can win the East that no one's talking about. That's big. Um, having Holiday gives them a different dynamic. Um, with you know, he shot the ball really well this year. Um, and yeah, my credit to Bud. He's he's been given I think different looks to that team than he had in the past, mm-hmm. which has been his big criticism. And I'm with you. I mean, he has not won a championship as a head coach. Um, so <laughs> until then we can't really, you know, put him in the upper echelon with some of these other coaches. Um, and, and you know, talent wins out. Um, and, and so adding that piece, I think will be, um, has been helpful for the team. Um, and then with all of the, the spotlight on Brooklyn, I think that that's also been helpful for them. So I am really looking forward to that potential second round matchup well you know I, probably safe to assume that they will yeah uh, yeah uh, that they will handle oh, no. their business in the first round although i will say this uh the knicks will will wear them down just the way they play defense it, it, right now it stands that the knicks are the six and the, i don't expect the knicks to win a playoff series i think what they're if, the, if they fall to the five they get up to the five Against like Atlanta, they can beat Atlanta. Shout out to Shea Young, but uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced there. They can beat Atlanta, but like if they get the six, they'll they'll make it hell for Milwaukee for about five six games. It's gonna be hard to score. Um, but like you were saying, I I I like I like Milwaukee's team. I think obviously you got Giannis and Holiday, but you know they still got Chris Milton. Chris Milton's a MVP, but he's a he's an All Star player. Who I mean, I never was really high on Chris Middleton until a couple of years ago. I was like, "Oh, he's actually better than I did not realize." Um, so I mean, their big three isn't as potent and deadly as as um, as Brooklyn's, but Drew Holiday is going to lock down Kyrie. If Kyrie makes shots, I mean, it's going to have a hand in his face. Like it, it is what it is. I mean, Harden 
is your de facto point guard on Brooklyn. Yeah. And they haven't played well, really. Brooklyn hasn't really played well to end the season. Um, they, they've, telling, they've fallen off a little bit. Uh, yeah. But... Yeah, they, they've kind of stumbled through. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, Philly, the, the great year that they've had with uh, Embiid leading an MVP caliber season. Yeah. Um, you know, th- they have an interesting, you know, path potentially yeah. where you know if the if the seedings hold now well cur- currently there's a three-way tie for the four five and six um and there's tiebreakers but the heat have the sixers bucks and pistons to end the series so there's a chance that we could see a, a milwaukee miami rematch in the first round at the six three and philly gets Atlanta, the winner of Atlanta and the and New York Knicks. Um, and essentially cakewalk. Cakewalk to the finals. Conference finals. Conference finals. Yeah, which would be huge for them, you know, with, with, with getting some rest and being able to essentially take whoever comes out of the bloodbath that is uh, Brooklyn and either the Milwaukee or Miami. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, if it's four or five Miami, then, you know, they won't be a pushover by any means. Um, I, I would assume that Miami would would take Atlanta uh, probably in five or six games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that that would be tough, a tough second round matchup as well for the for the Sixers. But, you know, yeah, there, there's a whole litany of uh, potential opportunities um on options and I, I don't think it's necessarily brooklyn um guaranteed i, I think oh absolutely will be considered the favorites oh, absolutely uh, i i think you have a legitimate chance if you're philly or milwaukee looking at the way that things are kind of like folding out right now yeah, yeah. and i and i like yeah brooklyn's gonna be the favorite but i i just really like the way milwaukee's playing right now and Philly's kind of tailed off a little bit, um, but Philly, it's a big postseason for Philly, I think, with Embiid and, and Simmons. It's it's bigger than people realize. Um, it, it's it, if they don't get it, I'll put I'll put it in series. If they can't get to the conference finals and it's not competitive in the conference finals, I think Ben Simmons gets traded. I think they yeah. trade this summer. It's not out of the realm of possibility, that's for sure. I Would mean, you, he, and he's had a good year. It's not a great uh, year. He, he should be considered a, probably a top two all, you know, defensive player of the year <laughs> candidate. Top yeah. three, yeah, most. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think I do think that with with Doc and then Daryl Morey's there, they might get rid of him for some shooting. I, I, I would hope not. Cause I do, I like Ben. I like, I like, you know, the, you know, the versatility of point guard at the same time, like, I, I, I would think that could happen. Um, yeah. We need to give a shout out real quick. I mean, you're a big UCLA basketball fan, you know, uh, Chris was unbearable during the NCAA tournament, guys. It was it was very humbling. They, they were the only West Coast. Oh, Gonzaga is on the West Coast, but they were really, really like UCLA is like supposed to be the blue blood, and they 
they came in and you know they were one shot away from going to the title game so you gotta give i, I gotta give love where it is you know the bruins the only time you see me do that uh russell westbrook man mr triple double that shit's insane um i have always been a big russell westbrook fan um and i I think he gets a lot of shit that he does not deserve um and i get it i mean the the efficiency um the 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 statistics you know the, the numbers don't always work out in his favor um with shooting but you have to respect um the greatness of um mr triple double uh passing a a record that you know a lot of people thought you know wouldn't be broken for a long time and it has been a long time i mean we're we're talking 60 70 70. yeah yeah i I used uh and his career i mean he's gonna have yeah many more more. um so as a ucla kind of you know i I would say casual ucla fan uh but still go bruins um especially in the basketball realm um i was high on him when when he was drafted by the thunder people thought that was a reach sonics bro sonics it was it was the sonics bro sonics that's right sorry sorry it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. All right. Ooh, it's all right. It's all right. Subject. Ooh, ooh, yeah. We won't. We won't go there. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he was drafted, um, was high on him, and now he he has, um, certainly, just found a way to be competitive every single night. Yeah. Um, he leaves it all on the floor. Um, certainly talks a lot, um, <laughs> of shit, but, you know. I think that he deserves um, credit um, for you know, not only breaking the record, but actually being a, a fairly decent, um, you know, teammate and somebody who um, that can work um, on the floor with with shooters. Um, you know, if if you surround him with the right people, then uh, it can work well. Um, and so we'll see what happens with the Wizards this year. But yeah, uh, I didn't mind that trade. Uh, I, I hated to see, um, you know, live in the DC area. I kind of I follow the Wizards a little bit, uh, not as much as the Lakers, but uh, hated to see John Wall go. But like, I understood why I oh, yeah. needed a first round draft pick for him. Yeah. Because Westbrook is the better player. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and so, and he doesn't get enough credit, I, I don't think. And so I, I thought it was great that, that he was able to, to break the record. Yeah, man. Like, there, there are some records in the NBA that I just don't think will ever fall. I thought that was one of them. John Stockton. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's never, the one I think that's the one that's never going to be touched. May never happen. That but, won't ever, I don't think ever be touched. I do think, um, which I think those other records. I was in the Bill Simmons pod. He was had a bunch of them. Oh, the thirty-three game winning streak that won't get touched. I think because I think Miami, I think Miami in the when twenty thirteen they got the twenty-seven. That and that's crazy enough to think about. Like, well, they got the twenty-seven wins. Um, I don't think that 
7309 will ever happen again in this day and age of resting players and load management yeah. stuff. That will never happen again. Like, like yeah, the jokes are funny because they didn't win the championship, but that shit, that season was stupid. Like, the things that the Warriors did that year, just being like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that that kind of changed basketball. Like, and you, you got to tip your hat to Brown and Kyrie what they did in the finals. But 739 never happened again. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's another oh, Wart's 100. Because what Will Chamberlain is a myth, in my opinion. Like he he's a myth. He didn't really ever happen. A hundred's never being touched. Like, think about it. Like Kobe had 81, and we didn't even he did he wasn't even close, like he was close, but he wasn't that close to a hundred. Like I don't know if the 100 point game even happened, but we're not gonna. I don't want to do that because, like, there's gonna be an off chance my grandma listens to this. She's like, Sean, that game did happen. It's like, well, where's the, where's the video? Like, we need video. We need, I need evidence of that ha- game happening. <laughs> like, and honestly, I don't think Kobe, anyone would be touched. I don't think anyone wants to break that record. I don't think anybody wants to just, I think what, what happened, rest in peace, Kobe, but what would happen, I don't think people want to touch that record. I don't think, I don't think it's even gonna be pointless. But um, to get back on Russ, I like that was I'm, a tough record. I mean, that's a tough that record to break. There's man. a reason why it held um, since you know man, a player a, who who played in the 1970s. Yeah, I mean Oscar Robinson's so a long ago. OG. And the crazy thing about it is like like Russ has averaged a triple double the last like three or four seasons. And, it's, and he's completely normalized it. It's it's normal now. Like he's no like when so triple doubles when we were growing up, and to get the people are listening like Chris and I are close. Chris is thirty, I'm close to thirty. So for us looking at triple doubles, we're kind of like, like before Russ was doing this all the time, we were like, oh that's crazy, you got a triple double. That's that's hard to do. Russ literally is averaging triple double the last like four or five seasons, just ho hum, like oh, whatever. And we're sitting here like. I know I was one of the people who was like, yo, I'm pretty sure Russ is like really past that in here. But I thought it was impressive because it's hard to, it's, and then I'm like, now I'm like, wow, this is, this is, this is fucking dope. Like he's literally averaging like 25, 11, like, like 12 every night, essentially. And then, and the Wizards this year needed him to do that because they were not a good, they, they just yeah. started off slow because of COVID. Um, I mean, I've been a big Russ guy, although Russ, sometimes he runs his mouth too much and gets just shot in the foot. Like, it's like, dude, you know, Dame, Dame Lewis owns Russ. Like, I'm going to keep it real. He, I love Russ. I love Dame. And I look at that, I'm like, man, Russ, 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 you got owned there, man. You know, he hit the Sean Paul George, but he waved bye-bye to you. Like, that was to you. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, but Russ is my guy, man. I, I love Russ. I loved Russ when he was at UCLA. When he was at UCLA, I remember his freshman year, uh, watching the NCAA tournament, he had a dunk against uh, Indiana. Just crazy. Yeah, he dunked on a dude in Indiana. And I was like, who the who is this? I didn't know who he was. I was like, who is this dude? Who's number zero? What What is going on? And then the next year, I think it was my, my junior my junior high school, Darren Carlson was hurt, and they played, he played in the tournament. He played, like, in some Kansas City tournament, and Russ was dominant. Was like, him and Kevin loved the guy. I was like, man, this team is – oh, my God. Like, Russ was dunking everybody that year. I was like – I remember being one of those people where I was like, right, I'm watching every UCLA game this year to see what Russ is doing. Because I was like, this is dope. Like, Russ 
Russ had a dunk on that dude against Oregon. Dude took each other to get charged. Russ came down and just banged on him. I was like, what? Like, I didn't, I didn't just, you know, you just, there's things you just don't see, you know, normally. But um, I'm very happy for Russ. I remember when he got drafted, it was, it was, I mean, we all knew the Sonics were leaving, like, but we were like, oh, shit, there's a good chance, like, if they stay, like, we get to see Russ for you. We got to see Russ and KD. Um, it's a, it, it sucks that, you know, those guys broke up, but it had to happen. But I'm happy for Russ. Um, like you said, he's got, like, four or five more good years left. This record's gonna, never going to be touched at this rate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the next down on the list – so he's at 182. The next down is 138. Magic mm-hmm. Johnson, one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. You know, Jason Kidd, one of the best point guards of all time, is at 107. And it's just not even remotely. LeBron isn't even at 100 yet. So yeah. yeah. It's not even remotely close. And and people, you know, they focus on the shooting because that's the era that we're in yeah. right now as an NBA. Yeah. And I get it, you know, shooting is, um, is critical and Russ, you know, his shooting percentage is, is not good. It's woeful um, times. So, you know, he doesn't always help his team in ways that he should, um, but you have to respect, yeah, you have to respect the record. Um, and it is just incredible what, what he's been able to do and, and it will continue to do. Yeah, um, because he's normalized it. Um, something that that it's just rarely, you know, happens. Um, yeah, you know, there's a reason LeBron James is you know, <laughs> has 99 of them, and, yeah. and he's somebody who you look to. You know, you what, look at other players in the league. Like, yeah, I could bank on them getting a triple double. And he's one of them. He's yeah. one of them, and yeah, he's not even close. So, he won't. He won't even touch it. That's like the one record he won't touch. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back in a little bit. All right, we're back. Oh, had a brain fart there. Russ was doing all that shit my sophomore year of high school. I remember that now. They played in the phone for my sophomore year. But that's a different story from day. Uh, Chris, I know you're a big rap fan. You know, we 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 bonded over Jay-Z, which is funny. Like you look at Chris, and Chris is like Mexican, Mexican, Canadian, American. And you'd be like, this dude is like a rap fan. It was very I was very thrown, but then I learned that to judge a book by its cover. And I realized uh, this motherfucker knows about rap. Did you did you see J. Cole what he's doing this week? <laughs> I saw I I, uh, I saw he released his you know released the song released the track, um, and we got the off season. It's coming. Did Did you see him? He's gonna go hoop like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that too. Yeah, uh, the newest member of the Africa League, <laughs> J. Cole. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there, but <laughs> I, you know, like I was talking to Jake about this, and I told Jake I was like, "Why didn't we do this like ten years ago? Like when we could like actually run and jump like 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 
like savage. Like we could have done this. Like I'm not, I'm not hating on it. This is an incredible album rollout. But like I'm looking, I'm like, wait, what? You see, he's on the cover of Slam this week too. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> this is the craziest album rollout I've seen. Like this album will be fire. Like, are are you excited about J Cole? I I am excited. Um, it, uh, this is supposedly years in the making. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of his last record. Yeah, same. Um, but I think that this one has an opportunity. And, and it's certainly been unique the way that they've been rolling it out. Um, and yeah, the, he's 36, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, he can still ball. Um, but <laughs> I think more importantly, I'm excited to dig into this album. I yeah, think it'd be awesome. It's it's out what Friday? I think. I think it's out Friday. Yeah, yeah, the 14th. So um, he's been, you know, kind of developing a little bit of a um, of a narrative here, um, which is what he does. And, Man, you know, I I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think I think he's he's back. <laughs> Because I, 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 feel I, I think like that I the think last he's album he had was was weak. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't his best work. I'll probably that. I didn't like it too much. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, 2014 was really his big heyday, um, and and so you know if he if he comes back strong with this album, you know then then I think we can really start to have those conversations about, you know, the upper echelons of rap. Um, I, I know that that could be a, a bit of a take, but <laughs> it's, it's like, no, it's true though. Cause like, I'm not like, like I'm, I fuck with J Cole, but I'm not like a big, like J Cole stand, you know, I'm not the one like, Oh, he went double platinum in the futures. I'm not going to go out there and be like, man, J Cole is so philosophical. I'm like, dude, J. Cole was talking about hoes on No Real Miles. Like, that was not philosophical. That shit was hilarious. Like, he literally said he, he wished that he was young enough for Neil Long. Like, come on. That's not like a philosophical, like a philosophical bar. That's just him rapping, like, casually. So I'm just like, if, if, and the way he, he's talked about, like, this, this project, I'm not a music dude like i like i listen to music and i like music but i'm not like this person who knows about music well but the way he's talked about it, i'm like you know if this actually hits like are we like are we about to get back into that that era where people are rapping again because like i feel like we haven't been in that 20 i want to say like between 2012 and 2016 people were just rapping rapping right yeah. Now everybody's just like the Tempo Butterfly. Yeah. Know, there were some great there was, great records in that yeah. period. Yeah. And I, I feel including like including 2014. Yeah. 2014 Four So Drive. Like that was yeah. a great album. Yeah. You know, there, there were songs where like I became a J. Cole. Like I like J. Cole off the mixtape, like Friday Night Lights 2010. That's when I was like, oh, who's this nigga? This this, this is kind of flames. Because like, I knew about like the come up, the first his first mixtape. I knew about that one. I mean, I just like lights, lights, please. That's a song. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, um, the mixtape came out, and I was like, I remember like being at my uncle's house, 
and I downloaded that shit for like, and it took like four hours to download. This is the era where you had to download things on your whole like that pit for like LimeWire and stuff. So after had my laptop, I was like, right, I'm gonna go play video games with my cousin. I'm gonna let this just download. And finally, down, I was like, thank God. I listened to album. I listened to that mixtape for for months, if not years, like until I, I it got on like I think it got on Spotify. Did they edit it? But like, but like J J Cole is. The the rollout's crazy. Like, I I would ho- I I hope this is a great album because he he kind of said he was gonna rap rap, and he hasn't done it in a while. And I said, yo, if he's gonna rap rap, I think we need this. Like, I think in in getting out of this pandemic, you know, last year people didn't put many things out. Um, who who are you excited to hear from? And like music wise, it could be any genre. Like, who who are you excited to hear from? Um, I think the obvious answer would be Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, we've been waiting. It's been four years. Uh, it's been four. <laughs> <laughs> it's been waiting for four years, <laughs> and, and we have we have the record label coming out with tweets <laughs> saying, "Hold on, I need to pull this up." <laughs> the 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 label. The record label, man, uh, top dog. Please don't, please don't come at me, please. Like what you did was despicable, man. I was like texting everybody, oh, Kendrick's back. This is gonna be crazy. Like, oh my god, we got a new song. And then it was Isaiah. No, no, no. Isaiah Shaw's a great rapper, but the the way it was teased, it was a uh, what was what was the line? It was like get God on the phone. No, it wasn't that. It was a. Uh, Oh my god, I forgot the line that he used. It was a Kendrick bar. And I was like, Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, we oh, oh. I was like, yo, we back. And then it was Isaiah was shot. And I was like, oh. With all like, due respect. With, with all, all with all due respect. He's a he is one of my favorite rappers on the West Coast to listen to, but he's not not the guy I want to hear. Like, who who else you who you thinking about who you want to see just Come back with a full force. Um, let me think. Come back with full force. I would love to see um, Radiohead come out with some good album. Um, they they haven't really done much in a long time, and you know, let's see. It's been it's been quite a few years, really, since they've done anything. Yeah. productive and they're pioneers um really in pop culture yeah uh, the early 2000s they just were, were kicking um and and that the talent is still there they just i feel like they haven't really put out anything of substance um and maybe there's a reason for that and i should know the reason but i you know <coughs> i haven't seen anything uh and so if they you know if they drop something that would be awesome uh, I, yeah. I would be all in. Um, that would be that'd be sweet. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, those would be the two. I mean, those are if if we got new albums from you know both of those players in their respective genres. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be really excited about yeah uh, this year um, of music. You know, everybody's like talking about Drake and how this album's supposed to come out. I'm not really looking forward to another Drake album. <laughs> like, I'm just, I Drake albums to me are now 
before people get mad, let me, pref- let me preface this and say, we both love Drake as a singles artist. When he drops the banger, Chris and I will play the banger. We, like, we will play the banger. But the entire album, I'm not looking forward to yeah. whatever the album's called. What is it? Certified Low Hope or something like that. I'm not looking forward to that. I will now, now when the, the single comes out in this fire, oh, we're going to play that shit. Yeah. There's, oh. there's, there's something to be said about um, weaving a, an entire album narrative. And that's something that Radiohead does really well. Yeah. Something that Kendrick does really well. Uh, it's something that J. Cole uh, has done really well. well. Yeah. Has done well. Um, and and Jay-Z, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. players in the space. Drake has not, in my opinion. Uh, I don't and that's you know, yeah. th- that's I, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that disagree with me there, but I just I don't see the completeness of an album. I think he just he, he writes for to get get the the streams, the, the singles, which are great. You know, singles are but he phenomenal. You know, they don't tell the the type of narratives and the stories like like the Coles and the Kendricks. You know, you know the crazy thing about about his work, and I'm not trying to like go at him. I'm not pushing T or anything. I'm not trying to. I lost a little respect for 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 Aubrey Graham when that shit went down because when someone comes at your mom and she and someone calls your mom a loser and how you parade your deadbeat dad around. You're over your mom, and then he exposes you and he makes you a better parent. I, you gotta say something back. Like I, I gotta, I gotta hear the like. We were, we were fighting. He calls your baby mama a porn star. He, he did all that stuff, man. And then he, he made fun of forty. He, you know, so that <laughs> like and he just, he just sat there and took it. Like I lost a little, I lost a little bit there. Like when the whole Meek Mill thing went down, because I'm gonna be real with y'all, back to back. Is one is one of the better. That's a great song. (laughs) Great track. That's a like. He dropped out. Was like, oh, okay. Like I I like like you know you're making the you you do what you do. This is what rappers do. But he just he just went quiet and was like, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna drop some subs. Like he like laugh now, Carly. Right. That's a great song. It's a that's a great single. But he like. He dropped the uh, he dropped some some sub some subs to push. I'm like, yo, you could have we had this opportunity two years ago or three years ago really to come at someone. But I'm not like Drake is a dude where, or well, I mean, I call him Aubrey, call him vice versa. He's he's Aubrey Graham, Jimmy Brooks, Degrassi to me. That's how I know him. <laughs> I, he doesn't he doesn't have any other thing. But for me, I'm like. It's gonna be the same thing. He's gonna talk about some girl that he he slept with, and then she left him. She was a stripper from Georgia, Atlanta. Then he's gonna talk about you know this this whole entire persona that he has about how he takes these women out and they don't love him, and then how he really a thug on the side. And he's gonna start singing like, "Come on, bro!" Like, no, no, you're you're um, you're like thirty five. You got to, you gotta get out of the, the white girl shit, bro. We got we gotta be. We got we gotta progress at some point. Stop making stop doing this shit, man. And you got people being like, man, this shit's so fire and deep. I'm like, yo. I'm like one of the few people who didn't like like on, on Twitter who's like when I first heard views, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> and everybody was like, 
how dare you say so i was like well one it's like you guys don't like the music that i listen to so i'm just gonna keep it real like i don't think i know anything about music but i listen to pretty much practically every genre and i'm like this is not a good album the singles are fire like you you caught me singing you you caught me singing on his romance and everything you caught me singing now that summer you caught me singing um uh, the controllers, that's almost horrible too, but you call me singing that controller. But like everything that he drops, I'm just like, uh, yeah. like four or five songs. It's great. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. You get those few, those few, you know, in between are great. Can, can, yeah, can I, he? I don't know. Yeah. I just, it, he doesn't have the, the type of songwriting or album crafting ability that I, I yeah see. like I'm excited for this J. Cole album. I, I think it's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah. Uh because and maybe part of that is the rollout. I think it's the rollout. Do you uh, think do you think it's but, but, but it you, speaks to like his ability to try to yeah tell a story. Do you think that Drake could ever roll like this? Like ever? I think he could if he wanted to. Like I, I think he could. Could he ever roll out not involving women? Because think about it, Scorpion literally involved the, the baby that he was hiding in the woman. And then he literally was singing about, and, and Kanye. That's what Scorpion was, like, the entire time. Now, people could say he rewrote the album, which he probably did after he was shitted on. But at the same time, like, that's what Scorpion was. Like, Take Care was about a woman. Uh, uh, now, nothing was the same, whatever it's called, a woman yeah like can, can, and people can say otherwise i'm like some of the, like these songs are kind of the same like and then he, he starts singing on you guys like oh my god but i'm i'm never sad in my feelings like that but like i said i love drake he's got great he's got great music he's got he's got great singles the singles are fucking phenomenal but the albums no he's not i don't think his rollouts can do what put with what uh what j cole's doing because jermaine yeah. I, I was not gonna listen to the album until I read the player tribute, and I said, "Oh, he he might this might, he might retire. This might be one of his greatest hits." Like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll give it a listen. And then everything else this entire week, I've been like, "I right, this might be the one," but I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, obviously, I do want Kendrick to drop. Um, I can't. I, I can't I think, think of. I think it'll else. happen this year. I, I I think if he doesn't drop this year. He's irrelevant now. Personally, I think that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he, he does. His albums are great to go back to, but um, he seems to be on a kind of a two to four year, yeah, um, spread of of his albums anyway. Yeah, because what the. He had to pimp a butterfly. It was twenty fifteen. But he, well, he had a he had good kid, messy twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah, and then it was twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Then was it? And then twenty seventeen was damn. Yeah. So there was something. And, between and now that, it's been though. four years. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's like, can Kendrick right now is on the, uh, who was who did that shit? They would drop like every oh Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake would drop like. It was like, dude, like it was like 02, 06, 2013 was like, dude, you waited seven years. Like in pop, you can get away with that. But in rap, it's hard. It's honestly hard to get away with that. 
even in pop, it's hard to get away with that. I don't know how he did it. I mean, he had a great rollout, but it's it's hard to get away with that. And I'm I'm curious to see what would happen, like if he just like randomly just dropped an album and said nothing, because which is possible. I mean, he might just drop an album one night and be like, here's an album. I was doing this for two years. The pandemic got in the way. Because everybody else, like I mean, J Rock has been was with Anderson Pack recording. Like so, everybody's kind of just waiting. Like I, I, I feel like the entire coast is on standby out there. But I, yeah, I mean, I found the tweet. It was uh, I got a bone to pick. <laughs> that right there, everybody. So, so that, like that to me. I saw that, and I yeah, I, I was with you. I thought it was. I thought I a hundred percent coming, and it still could. It's. I mean. It could who, be some cryptic thing that we don't know about yet, but who's the artist that dropped like sneakingly dropped something like quietly? Was it Beyonce? Was she dropped like, like yeah. she dropped the project yeah, out of did. nowhere? It was like yeah. Oh okay, I forgot about you. Oh, she did it twice. I think she I, was really the first to do it. First to do it. Um, she dropped the uh, when well, the first one was uh, it was uh, fuck, it was it a was so, lemonade. No, it wasn't lemonade. It was the one before that. She dropped. Oh yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, she dropped that so quick. It was like I mean, I mean, where I was at, and I was like, I mean, being like, did Beyonce just drop an album? Yeah, that's right. That's and then she dropped Lemonade like that. It was like that. She yeah, might drop yeah. again at this rate. Who knows? Like, I mean, a lot. Some people have made these quarantine albums, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Music is crazy, man. That I, I do, I do miss going to concerts, but. Maybe in a maybe in a couple months. Who knows? We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, bro. All right, we're gonna take one more break, real quick, and then we'll be right back. So um, while we're recording this, the NFL schedule dropped, and I'm going to be real with you, the NFL is relevant to me until like week 15. So that's how I'm going to keep it there with the NFL. Uh, you know, shout out to Baker Mayfield one time, shout out to Russ Wilson, shout out to, uh, shout out to, to Urban Meyer. We're going to, actually, no shout out to Urban Meyer. Uh, I, I lied. I was thinking Urban Meyer at Fox, not Urban Meyer who just signed T. We're not going to go there. So the NFL is relevant. Uh, shout to Kaepernick one time. Um, Chris, on this this uh, last segment, I like to do with a guest, like do a top five, uh, top of anything. And with you, it's so fitting because I had three opportunities and three choices. It could have been top five Jay Z songs, which would be crazy. I don't know how you would have done that. I, I, I can't even do that. You know, top five Kendrick, top five, top five favorite albums top five favorite movies, top five favorite Star Wars characters, because you're into Star Wars, you know, but in the spirit of basketball, and we're, we're we both, got lots in the future. Yeah, you know, we got plenty, plenty of those in the future. In the spirit of the Lakers and them and Vell and the banner tonight, I want your top favorite Lakers, top five favorite Lakers that are not Shaq and Kobe, because clearly we know that Shaq and Kobe are, are those guys. All right, top five favorite 
Lakers, not named Kobe or Shaq. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a lifelong Laker fan, will be for the rest of my life. Grew up there um, for uh, until middle school uh, and then moved out here to D.C. But um, I would say top five Lakers. Um, so I grew up watching the, much like you, Sean, I, I grew up watching the um, the 2000 dynasty, uh, 2000 through 2002 dynasty um, Laker teams, Kobe, Shaq, those teams were just on another level, uh, loved them. That's it's really kind of what led me to, to be, I mean, I followed them before. Uh, shout out to Eddie Jones. He gets an honorable mention. Yo, Eddie Jones, uh, Nick Van Exo, yo! <laughs> Eldon Campbell. <laughs> Eldon Campbell. Shout out to Eldon one time. Don't, don't, shout out to Eldon one time. Gotta give him his flowers. It was, it was great. It was a great time, Eldon. I feel like I'm missing somebody else in those teams. Oh, man. Great. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, Eldon Campbell. Um, trying to think who else um, eddie jones kobe <laughs> but yeah no it was obviously it's led by kobe Shaq. um so i would say um magic johnson you gotta go magic johnson at, at number one uh this is not necessarily in any particular order but um you know he, he changed the face of the league um with his showtime lakers uh really led you know a resurgence in basketball, him and Bird, uh, the rivalry uh, that is Celtics Lakers was revived in the 80s, made it exciting again, uh, really almost, you know, kind of paved the way for Jordan, in my opinion, um, you know, because Jordan was looking up to those guys. Obviously, Jordan, I think, surpassed him, um, you know, but uh, Magic, you know, with his you know, and insane ability to pass the ball, um, his insane ability to be versatile and do what needed to be done to win the, the chip, um, you know, was a real leader on those teams, um, despite, you know, the, the fact that he had the luxury of uh, the next guy on my list, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, who, you know, is for probably not that much longer, uh, but remains the, the all-time point leader um, and had th the most dominant shot of all time, the sky hook, uh, which I definitely tried to imitate as a kid with a little hook shot. Uh, not very successfully, mind you, um, but really was one of the most kind of, um, the, the most consistent um, longevity player um, until LeBron James, I would say. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think, you know, there's a reason why, well, him and Carl Malone, you know, there's a reason why they're one too, um, because their their longevity careers are just consistent night in, night out, give give you, um, you know, 25-10. Yeah. Without any. Without any problems. Automatic. Yeah. Um, so just, complete dominance um and and you know the rivalry um 
was hot in the 80s. Uh, I wasn't around back then, neither were you, but um, definitely appreciate uh, watching the tapes of those uh, yeah, man. games. Yeah, my grandparents had those games taped. So I remember just popping in the VHSs and being like, oh, oh. Like, there, there are things I got from Magic. Like, I, I've told my friends this a lot, but there are things I got just passing the ball from Magic that, like, he revolutionized the way really guys can can see the floor, you know. He he made it okay to go behind the back, so that's why you see guys like, you know, now you, you have, like, the Lamellos and the Currys, but, like, Steve Nash was doing that shit, too. Jason Kidd with the hit-ahead pass. Like, Magic started that. So you you got you to gotta pay homage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and Kareem, uh, yeah. you know, definitely was those two that, that was just an unstoppable force, uh, the two of them. So uh, those are my one, two on the top five. Um, I would say three uh, would be Pau Gasol. Pau. He, he brought the Lakers back to relevance um, really overnight. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, this man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. <laughs> those, those poor years in between the Shaq trade and uh, the Powell trade, it was Kobe just trying to do anything he could uh, with Smush Parker and <laughs> Kwame Brown. Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> oh man had to take the load and you know shout out to mitch kupchak for getting that deal done i remember when it happened i was like all right we're back we're back in contention uh we have a legit all-star and he came and just you know made an immediate impact um and, the and finals? Went, to, went to the finals um, right away so um and you know three straight finals um yeah. there's a reason why you know th- that impact was made there, there's no way that kobe would have gotten those two championships without Powell. and and the first person to say that was kobe, was kobe. yeah um, you know you know what's crazy sorry, sure. sorry to cut you off but you know what's crazy yeah. i remember where i was when that trade went down so i was it was a sophomore year i remember it was like 11 o'clock in the afternoon I remember we all had flip phones. So I had the flip phone. And I might have been, I might have been at lunch. And I got a text because we at this point, you know, there was no really apps or anything. So I get a text from my ESPN it was like Pagasol traded the Lakers, like three team team deal. I was like, wait, what? So I texted Jared. And I was like, Jared, do you see this? And Jared te- uh, hit Jason up. So we all were like like texting each other, like, what is going on? And then I ended up going to, um, I, I didn't go to the library. I went to some teacher's classroom because he had like an old Windows computer. This is this is how old like technology has gotten from like the 2000s. It's crazy. So I go, I go to ESPN.com and I, I see the Stephen A shit. And I start busting out laughing. I was like, <laughs> like I knew who Powell was. I, like, I knew like he was a, a really great player in Memphis. But like, I was happy Kwame was off the team. I was like, oh, thank God. Because oh. Bynum got hurt. I people forget, like, Bynum got hurt in Memphis. Uh, just the whole, he, Kobe kind of landed into his knee, and that was the beginning of Andrew Bynum's whatever. But, like, 
Pal coming over, we instantly from like sixth in the West to first and through in like about a month. Just his impact. And really, really the way Pal Pal got tougher as as the years went along. And I mean, I I I respect Pal, especially now when his career is pretty much over, like and what he does now, uh just off the floor as a humanitarian and everything. He he's a real one. Like, you know, what he's doing right now. I'm not gonna get into the details because I think we all we all know the situation. Do fall hoops and stuff, but what he's doing is great. Yeah, him and Kareem. I mean, Kareem, Kareem has kind of set the bar there for yeah, um, and Bill Russell, but yeah, uh, for for some great activist work. Yeah, um, off the floor. Um, so yeah, got to give a shout out to to the Spaniard, Tagasol. Um, Next on my list, um, the one player who kind of spanned both of those um, eras, the 2000s team and the 2010 team, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher wouldn't say he's a top Laker of all time um, in terms of the statistics and stuff. Um, But in terms of my favorite, uh, he's up there, just a guy that was always reliable a uh, great role player, knew his role. Knew his role. Defender, good shooter, uh, you know, did what needed to be done. Um, and one of my favorite Lakers moments of all time was the point four. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Second um, yeah. shot to uh, beat San Antonio um, in 2004. 2004, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching that. Um, and just, and it was, we were on the East coast at that point and we, I was the only one up, everyone else in my, my, my family had gone to sleep. My parents had gone to sleep Yeah, and all the lights were off except for the TV. <laughs> and he hit that, uh, uh, Tim Duncan hit the shot, uh, to go up. That bank shot. insane shot because Shaq was guarding him. That was one of the well, luckiest shits I've seen in my life, man. <laughs> yeah. And then D fish hits the shot and I just like run around my house, (laughs) beating my fist, pumping my fist through the air. Like, yeah. So that's just a great memory. And, uh, Fisher, you know, obviously was, uh, just a great role player through, throughout those, uh, championship seasons and, and, um, and the later ones too. So, yeah. You know, D D fish, even though off the floor, he's kind of questionable D fish. He, he's 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 like a he's a Laker legend. There are so many guys who like aren't like big time Laker players who are like legends in our eyes. Like and like Derek Fisher is one of them. Like he, what he did because he would hit big shot after big shot. Like you knew if it went to Fisher in the fourth quarter, it's going in. Like you'd be shocked with this. Never for the moment. I remember uh, remember '09 when he, he tied it up. I think it was Game Four. He had, to, he had to tire. This is the game to overtime. I remember they like um he brought the ball up. I was like, oh, this is going in. Fish is gonna pull it. He shot like, at him. Like, what? I was like, I told y'all. I, I knew like when he touches the ball, big time moment, he's he's that dude, man. That's a that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um and then last uh but not least, uh, I got gotta give the nod to the logo. Jerry West, um, you know, 
nine NBA finals. It's a shame that he didn't have <laughs> a great record in those NBA finals, but uh, something to be said about uh, really being a pioneer in the league, um, you know, and the only player to win a finals MVP despite losing the finals, which says yeah. something, I think, more about the Celtics than it does about, you know, the Lakers, but yeah, um, and their dominance. But, you know, Jerry West was just, you know, incredible clutch player, uh, great point guard, could hit any shot, yeah. you know, before even the three-pointer was around. Um, and, a, you know, a great, great uh, human being, I'm told, and became a, and this is kind of the other reason why I picked him, became a great executive um, and just a brilliant guy. Uh, within the the organization um, and it breaks my heart a little bit that he is now um, advising for the Clippers but um, you know in in the the 90s he he was the guy who was big on on Mr. Kobe Bryant um, it's true and so they developed you know the, the, uh, one of the best friendships there and yeah um, so not only just as a player um, you know, number 44 and being an icon for the league yeah. but, uh, as an executive too. Um, and then he went on, of course, you know, and advised on the Warriors teams and helped make them great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just, he's got a great mind for the league and um, has, been, has been great. Yeah. No, Jerry West, that's a good pick. Jerry, I was watching the uh, 96 Jeff doc, like on the NBA TV. I was watching it a little bit and um he is an absolute mastermind. Like he literally, yeah. the way he framed that entire summer, he was like, "I'm going to trade Lottie to Charlotte. We're going to get Kobe. Kobe." He's like, "He will be the best player in this draft by a long shot." That's what he said. And I was like, looking like he said this in '96, and I'm like, yeah. "Okay." And uh, everybody's like, "Well, we don't have a center." He's like, "Oh, I'll just go sign Shaq. Like I'm going to go sign Shaq, and we'll take care of that problem." He did it. So. I mean, Jerry Jerry West is is a legend for talent. Like that's a, that's a great pick, great player, great great. That's a great list, Chris. That's that's a that's a great list. That's an A plus list. Thank you, sir. Um, we'll see. I um, one day I hope to have LeBron James on this list. <laughs> if if we win a tie, if we win a tie this year, if we win a tie this year. I'm. I'm uh, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. We we have a 2020 championship uh, that that is yeah. going to be the banner of which is going to be unveiled tonight. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's it's tough. It's a luxury that you know I shouldn't take for granted that all these great Lakers. That's true. We we've been we've been blessed. We've honestly been blessed. Bro, appreciate you coming on, man. You know, one time we'll do this again. Obviously. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably be at your house. We'll probably I'll probably get in a microphone with you at your house. You know, doing the playoffs just randomly. Be like, this is an emergency podcast, everybody. Stay tuned on those guys. Those those could definitely be happening in the playoffs. Especially the Lakers pull off some stupid ass stuff. They pull off some stuff that I don't like. I'll I'll pull out the the microphone. But uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, I'll see you soon, most likely. We'll do something. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, Appreciate it. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Uh, we got more coming this week. Uh, I got a conversation with one of my homies, other homies. 
the Hall of Fame ceremony is on Saturday. So, yeah, man. I mean, the Hall of Fame is crazy. So, see you guys soon. Appreciate you.